0: Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Print and Noah Houlihan, and we have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, only one episode, or sometimes we break the rules. This month, we will be doing episodes that were banned. The show themselves weren't doomed, but the episodes were. With me, as always, is TV's Noah hoolahan
1: Sorry, I was playing with the gun.
0: <laughs> we're doing the banned Episode Deadly Force from Gargoyles, which is season one, episode eight. It is currently available on Disney+, Plus, meaning it has been unbanned, but it was unavailable for almost 20 years.
1: Yes. Uh, this is a podcast about shows that get canceled in one season or less, and yet we have now reviewed two episodes of Gargoyles.
0: watched 24 episodes of Nightmare Ned. Give me my <laughs> due.
1: Noted. Uh, So usually right around this time we do Backdoor Pilot Month. Yes. And we decided that we wanted to kind of switch things up a bit. So we are doing banned episodes. These are episodes that for some reason, there will be multiple reasons as we go through these episodes. They were uh, not allowed to be shown on television anymore. And uh, we're going to start, of course, by pouring one out.
0: What have you got there, Noah?
1: Oh, I have uh, the showdown. The showdown. Yes. This is, I wanted a single shot of uh, of Jim Bean, but I was careless. And I accidentally got more than one shot. Because if you're not handling it properly, sometimes you get extra shots. And uh, I just wanted a shot, but I have a little bit more. And I poured it over the rocks, which are actual Whiskey rocks, whiskey stones, mm-hmm. because gargoyles.
0: Okay. Why is it called The Showdown?
1: Because that's the the show or that's the movie that they watch in this episode.
0: All right. And since this hinges on stolen guns, uh, I have The Secret Buyer. The um,
1: Secret Buyer.
0: Yep. It is a pumpkin coffee beer. Okay. With a glow stick in it, because they're non-projectile weapons, because they had to justify having laser guns for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And I wanted a beer.
1: Oh, that makes sense to me. So, let's jump into... Oh, you want to try it? How is it? How, how is your coffee beer? It's the
0: uh, Harpoon Pumpkin Ooh, Coffee. It's pungent. The Dunkin' Coffee Pumpkin.
1: Not getting much coffee, but it's very good.
0: Yeah, it's a little less coffee than I would expect, but it's still pretty good. It's a little lighter than I think it is. But that ties into who the secret buyer turned out to be. Yes. Foreshadowing.
1: Very good. So let's first start by talking about gargoyles. If you haven't watched our other episode about gargoyles, which was a backdoor pilot for a King Arthur's cartoon. Yes. uh, Laura is the gargoyles expert. I love gargoyles. She loves gargoyles very much. We have some gargoyles merchandise in our home. Uh, we used to have framed pictures of Goliath. I don't know where that went.
0: Uh, we didn't put them up in the new house,
1: but uh, we we do have that. And uh, this is the second episode of gargoyles I've ever seen, and uh, the first one was the backdoor pilot for Pendragon. For Pendragon. Which really wasn't even an episode of Gargoyles. So this is kind of the only episode of Gargoyles I've ever seen.
0: And for the second time running, my favorite character is barely in this. So you have no idea why I like Hudson.
1: No, I have no idea why you like Hudson. Uh,
0: Hudson's my favorite character, and he is, spoiler, barely in this.
1: Yes, so let's jump into this. If you haven't watched it, you could have see it right now on Disney+. Plus. If you want to come back. Uh, if you want to pause now and watch it, go ahead. But we're going to jump into our review here.
0: Yeah, so the cold open for this episode is uh, Owen Burnett, who is Xanatos' right-hand man, who uh, is you if you got a business degree. Yeah. Like, he's blonde, glasses, he's very angular. Yes, yeah, it looks like a
1: perfect cosplay for me. He kind of looks like Egon from the real Ghostbusters as well.
0: But he looks like Egon, like, if he got a haircut and, like, and cleaned up his life. And became a badass. Yeah, like, if he got his life together, uh, that's... That's who he got it. So Owen Burnett is kind of supervising this arm shipment that's coming in, mm-hmm. and Owen is clearly like disturbed and like stressed out because this is a huge shipment, and he knows that this is a high thief risk, theft risk. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, they get stolen.
1: Yeah. What do you know? The
0: guns get stolen.
1: A bunch of criminals come out and they steal the guns. <laughs>
0: If they don't kill anybody, they just steal all the guns, which I think is interesting. Of like, they would
1: kill them. They gas them. Yeah. Because they all end up like throwing on like gas masks. And as someone that's like very new to gargoyles, this is like a very jarring beginning in that it's just like violence and chaos and no gargoyles.
0: Yeah. And also, this was part of the Disney Afternoon block. Yeah. Which is very, very strange because like when you think of Disney Afternoon, most people are thinking of, uh, Old school Duck Tales. Maybe you get as you know dark and edgy as Darkwing Duck, mm-hmm. but you're not usually in this like terrifying
1: realm. Well, if we're diving this into this already, it, this very much felt like there was the the Disney Afternoon block. There was also the Fox Kids block. Yes, and that was Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs. And Batman the Animated Series. Yes. So this definitely feels like the Batman Animated Series of the Disney Afternoon block.
0: I believe they ran in the same time slot.
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, Also
1: makes sense why I didn't watch it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was a gargoyle. Like, I liked both. I believe, I'm going to get super dweeb here, I believe they began different years. So I think I watched like the first season of Animated Series- I remember owning the first five episodes of Gargoyles as a movie. Oh. That came with like a crappy little board game. Really? Oh, yeah. It came with like a crappy little punch out board game that I adored. Hmm. Um, so we get the intro, the cool like. Dur, 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 and like, the intro to the show is beautiful. I know yeah. we don't need to talk about it, but I'm gonna. Yeah. It's just a gorgeous introduction. And, like, that iconic chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah, of
1: climbing the building. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. I love gargoyles. Yeah. Uh, That might be the next, like, we're just messing around watching a show show.
1: You want it to be gargoyles?
0: Kind of should be. I think you'd really enjoy it.
1: Okay. Because I, I don't feel like this is a fair sample of what this show usually is.
0: I'm going to be honest. Uh, I may have seen this episode as a child. I don't quite remember. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've seen this episode as an adult. Yeah. And uh, my college roommate and I had Gargoyles Thursdays. Okay. Which kind of are exactly what I just described.
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I got a good idea what this concept is.
0: On Thursday, we watched Gargoyles.
1: Um, thanks for clarifying it. Um,
0: <laughs> and uh, we didn't have this episode.
1: Interesting. So
0: wherever my roommate illegally downloaded it from,
1: yeah.
0: uh, didn't have this episode. Because this episode was missing for years. Um it was one of the first things I checked for on Disney Plus. Really? Because I was interested in seeing it. So after the cold open, everyone wakes up because the way the gargoyles work is during the day they're stone gargoyles, and at night they break out of their rocks and they wake up. Mm-hmm. Broadway immediately is like, "Peace, gotta go, bye." And Goliath is like, "Where, where's, where's he going?" Mm-hmm. And then Lexington and Brooklyn are like, "Oh, he's going to this movie." Yeah, that he's, we saw earlier this week, but he really liked it, so...
1: He's going to go see it again. And then, I know he's your favorite character.
0: He is a grumpy old man, though.
1: Grumpy Hudson comes out and says something along the lines of... Movies, television, video games. These days, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. And immediately, my hackles go up, and I'm like, Oh, is that where we're going to go with this? Is this going to blame media? This is- I'm I'm already, like, falling off the wagon. They really don't? Like, that's not really where they go with this? It's really not. But it felt weird to include that line.
0: (laughs) I mean, Hudson is the grumpy old man gargoyle, so he's supposed to feel a little out of touch. The younger gargoyles are Broadway, Lexington, and Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And- They're all more in a place where they're adapting to the new culture. They're seeing movies. They go out a lot. And because of the way New York was in the early 90s, it's treated as totally normal that they're there. Like, the gargoyles do stuff and everyone's like, oh, nice costumes. Like, they'll go out on Halloween.
1: (laughs) I love that conceit in kids cartoons where they see a monster. Because this often happened in, like, Ninja Turtles and stuff as well, where it's, like, clearly a mutant monster, and they're just like, oh, cool costume. Yeah, it's... I have no follow-up questions.
0: I mean, I, I go to Comic-Con, and I tend to not have follow-up questions, weirdly.
1: Yeah, but not at, like, random movie theater.
0: There was that one time we saw the Nubby in uh, the Wawa. We were at Comic Con. Yeah, a surprising, a surprisingly few number of people who were not from Comic Con had questions. There were just people who were like, "There's Navi and the Wawa." All right. Um. So there's also a an organized crime boss. I keep wanting to call him a uh, Falcone because it's that's who yeah. it is in Batman. Tony Dracon. Mm-hmm. And. Elisa Maza, who is our human... She's our audience surrogate when it comes to the gargoyle. She's a police detective. She's a full 90s woman. She's
1: badass April O'Neil.
0: Yeah, instead of being like a TV journalist, she's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, I guess badass April O'Neil is a yeah, really good thing. Yeah, because she
1: of knows it. of the gargoyles and, like, keeps them secret and works with them.
0: Yeah, she's like if you crossbred Jim Gordon with April O'Neil. Cool. So... She's convinced it's Anthony Falcon Tony Dracon, Yes, Falcone. She's convinced he did it. And her captain is like, we don't have a warrant. We don't have any evidence. Mm-hmm. And Elisa is like, yes, yes, we do. Yeah. And the captain's like, we we don't have enough to convict him. And
1: he's like one of those like- Very
0: slippery, slimy- Yeah, like,
1: I, I know my rights. I know you can't touch me right now. Like, I'm not even saying clearly that- Like, I'm not even upset you're accusing me, because I know that I'm getting away with it.
0: And, like, Owen comes in, and—because we don't actually see Xanatos in this episode. No. Um, Which I just realized.
1: Do you see Xanatos in the show?
0: All the time. Oh,
1: because, like, throughout this whole time, they're like, Mr. Xanatos sends his regards. And I thought he was, like, a Dr. Claw-esque character. Of like being in the shadows, never seen.
0: Nah, he's around all the time. All right. <laughs> um, to the point where I was actually really. Uh, Owen comes in and is like, "So, cops, uh, here is what the weapons are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're they're laser guns.
1: They're laser guns. They're new types of guns.
0: Three hundred and twenty-two of them are missing, and uh, he would really like them to find them, please.
1: Yeah, like it'd be better if they weren't missing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he's like." If Elisa Mazza wants to go kill Tony Dracon, Owen Burnett would look the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, she could shoot him in front of Owen and Owen be like, I didn't see anything. I didn't Weirdly. See I just didn't went blind. see it at all. Uh, there's a cute little slapstick intercut here with Broadway coming to watch the movie. Yes. And he kind of, like, gets in and, like, falls into a storage room where they're storing yeah. bags of popcorn.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's, like, in the roof. So he's not amongst the population.
0: Yeah, he's, like, in a storage room. Closet. And he rips open a bag of popcorn and he's just. Because that's Broadway's characterization. He's the glutton. Yeah. Because remember when every cartoon had to have, like, a glutton?
1: Yeah. He's like, oh, he's eating food again. Like, Uh
0: that Broadway's personality was food. So,
1: the movie that Broadway is super excited to watch is Showdown. Yeah. Which is a black and white cowboy film, which, you know, in the 90s, how much kids loved. Black and white
0: movies. I mean, we don't necessarily know much about the movie. We know it's new to the. Like, to. Yeah, this seems trite to us. Broadway's never seen a movie before. That's true.
1: I just thought it was an interesting choice not to do, like, something modern and hip with guns, but rather go back in time and do a, a cowboy shootout with guns.
0: I think because Broadway is very childlike. They didn't want to show like an action. They weren't going to show like their version of Die Hard. Okay. Because I think it needed to be more part of fantasy because Broadway hangs out with a cop all the time.
1: Yeah. Like a
0: Die Hard or an action movie wouldn't have the same effect because it doesn't have that same element of fantasy.
1: Mm Hmm. Um, I guess there's something more mystical to a gunslinger than if he went and saw like a
0: war movie. The man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Sorry, then, uh, I love the Dark Tower books, and when you say gunslinger, it made me happy. Uh, I don't think of Dead by Daylight the way you probably do. I think of uh, Roland.
1: Dead by Daylight?
0: Is, don't they have a gunslinger?
1: They have the Death Slinger. I think that's what you're thinking of. Don't they have a gun? He has a harpoon.
0: <laughs> so he's Captain Ahab, but a cowboy?
1: Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, So I think they wanted to go with something that would have that fantasy element to a kid. And Broadway is always depicted as being very childlike. Yeah. So he is immediately taken with the movie and he's like, this is great. This is the coolest thing. And we see like a duel. Duel? Right. I think the the, showdown, well, I guess a showdown. A showdown. Yeah.
1: And it's high noon and draw your weapon.
0: Yeah. And like somebody wins and we see Broadway think it's super awesome. Yes. And during this, Elisa has a confrontation with Dracon that's like intercut with this. And it's exactly what you said before. Yeah. Like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. You have no evidence. You don't You don't have the votes. You
1: can't touch me.
0: And so Elisa goes back to her apartment. And it's very important. Her gun is in her pocket of her... Uh, mm-hmm. Her jacket. And she just hangs her jacket up. Oh, I thought it was in a holster. It is. I think it's in a holster, yeah. It's in a holster, but it's also like just in with her coat. Like she takes it off with her coat. Yeah. And we see her and her cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Cagney, because Cagney and Lacey.
1: Yes. Uh, So then Broadway's like flying around pretending his finger's a gun. Yeah. Like like a child who just saw this movie would do. Yeah. And he thinks it's cool. And then he flies in through their skylight.
0: Yeah, and he goes, like, Elisa, are you home? And Elisa hears Broadway's voice and goes, like, yeah, Broadway, I'll throw on a couple of steaks because your entire identity is food. Yeah. Um,
1: as, as a cop in New York City, I have the money to just throw steaks away on a stone monster.
0: I mean, this is, I guess, part of her lifestyle yeah. at this point. Uh, because this is eight episodes in and she already has pretty established relationships with the Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe she has a place of privilege... Because she's with the Gargoyles. Okay. Like, I believe that her connection to the Gargoyles is known. Okay, gotcha. uh, By certain people. Mm. And she's like, make yourself at home. I'm gonna make something to eat. Uh, She's also like, she just got in. So she probably hasn't eaten dinner. Yeah. So she's probably just throwing on an extra steak for Broadway instead
1: of. And Broadway finds the gun. And immediately starts playing with it.
0: Well, he looks at a picture of her family first, because we have to establish- Oh, yeah, she has a family. That Lisa Maza is not an orphan. She's not an only child. Mm-hmm. We see her and, like, her parents and siblings. And then he sees the gun.
1: hmm And he starts playing with it. And, like, his big gargoyle-y fingers are actually so big, he has trouble jamming his finger into where the trigger is. Right. And he's just kind of goofing around- and then it goes off. He drops it.
0: Does he drop it? No, mm-hmm. oh, he does
1: drop it. You're right.
0: Uh, he gets startled and drops the gun and the gun goes off.
1: Yes. And he says...
0: Sorry, my fault. I was playing with the gun. And he's like, looks around to see if he like broke a vase. Like he looks around him mm-hmm. to make sure he didn't like break a vase or anything. And then... uh. Broadway doesn't hear Elisa respond. hmm And he then walks in and finds Elisa lying there in the version we watched. Yes. There is a pool of blood in the uncut version. Really? Yeah. Um, the Disney Plus version is not heavily edited, but it is slightly edited.
1: Wow. So she's just kind of laying there, but there would be a pool of blood, which is a lot.
0: Yeah. And like Mandela effect here- I had it in my head that she'd, like, been shot in the leg. Because I feel like I remember her being on crutches at some point. Yeah. Um. To the point where I am now Googling Elisa Maza on crutches to see if I just if made... that happens
1: in another episode?
0: Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, there is... The next episode, she's on crutches. Oh, interesting. So I'm wondering now if uh, that's... Because I remember, I do remember her being on crutches.
1: Right. Well, she gets shot in the stomach.
0: Yes. <laughs> they they actually do. In the next episode, it says like she spends the episode on crutches as a result of the injuries she received in deadly force, uh,
1: okay. which is
0: why I think she got shot, shot in, in the leg. leg.
1: But no, she gets shot in the stomach and like blacks out.
0: Well, when they the, when they talk about it at the hospital, like it nicks the heart muscle.
1: I wish I could tell you she'd be okay but the internal damage is extensive. The bullet hit high on her chest, ricocheted off the collarbone, nicked the heart muscle, and passed through the right lung. I've removed it from the base of her spine. The good news is she survived 10 hours of surgery.
0: Yeah, like, she should actually be, like... Paralyzed? Yeah. So, and this is also when they cut to commercial, was when she's lying in a pool of blood. Yeah. Picture, if you will. Children. Mm -hmm. Watching this and, like, mommy and daddy walk in. And that's just what they walk in on. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a lot for a kid's show.
1: Yeah, or, or like, you know, Johnny, come down for dinner. Can I wait for the commercial? All right, wait for the commercial. And then that's the last image you see. And you got to sulk down the steps and get force-fed green beans.
0: (laughs) So... Immediately, like, we come back to this scene. Broadway is screaming because he realizes something's wrong. Elisa kind of, like, opens her eyes for a second to establish she's alive. Yeah. And then Broadway apologizes and takes her to the hospital. Yes. He just drops her in, like, an unoccupied gurney and ding-dong dashes.
1: Yes, which you can't do. No? There's a whole thing about uh, the ambulance or... The hospital is not allowed to help you unless you've entered the building because they wanted to stop people from dumping bodies outside of hospitals when they OD'd. Huh. Uh, I don't know if that's still a rule, but I remember this because they didn't want to get in trouble for having drugs, but they also wanted to take care of their friends. So they would dump bodies outside of the hospital. And I've heard stories of people being like, just get in here. Please just have them get in here.
0: Wow. I didn't know that.
1: I mean, you can double check my facts on that, but I remember it being a
0: problem. It's almost sunrise. The EMTs find her. So I guess, like, they leave her by an EMT ambulance. So the EMTs bring her in. Yes. It's not like somebody just, like, it's not like a doctor walks out and is like, oh, look at this. Hey, body. The EMTs go out to, like, they've clearly just dropped somebody off. They're coming back out to start their shift again. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, poopy. Um, and they, they're like, oh, she's been shot Mm -hmm. and they can't get a pulse on her. And then Broadway flies away as they take her into the hospital. Yeah. And Broadway kind of comes back, um, late because Lexington is like, oh, he probably just stayed to watch the movie a second time. Yes. Which it's four in the morning at this point because they go to sleep at sunrise. Mm -hmm. So Broadway's still not back. Uh, Gargoyle, uh, Gargoyle, Goliath goes, oh, well, I hope Broadway finds somewhere to sleep because this is not my problem. Yeah. Owen shows up and is like, hey, Goliath. So, um, uh, bad news. And Goliath is like, okay, it's about, the sun is going to rise in like two seconds. What do you have to say? And Owen's like, Elise has been shot. No one knows if she's going to be okay. Bye.
1: <laughs> Goliath gasps and then gets frozen in gasp form. Yes. I hope he finds a comfortable place to roost. I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. What is it? Speak quickly. Your friend Elisa Maza has been shot. They're not sure if she'll live.
0: Which, you know Owen timed this to not have to deal with follow-up questions. It
1: totally almost comes off as a prank. (laughs) It's just prank, bro. I kind of like the idea that Owen, like, is constantly around when uh, they're about to be turned into stone and just, like, says things like, there's something on your shirt. What? <laughs> they're just frozen looking at their own nipples.
0: Yeah, like, Owen is... Uh... There's a lot of lore with Owen. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was going to say, Owen, oh, and, and I was like, oh, I. it is too much to explain <laughs> on this podcast, because this is, like, season three. Um, so then... They're frozen, and we see the weapons testing. Draken and his man totally did it. Yes. And they're like, "Hey, did you hear what happened to that cop who was after you?" And Draken's like, "Yep."
1: Wasn't me, but glad glad it happened.
0: Yeah, and he was, and they all kind of know that, like, she got shot with her own gun.
1: Yeah, that information does come
0: out. And they all laugh, like, hee, 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 And then we see how destructive the laser weapons are. Like, it blasts a hole through a rock.
1: Yes. I, I want to point out that I very much appreciate that these are not G.I. Joe laser weapons that shoot basically laser bullets. Like, that, that's a very common thing. Like, the, the Star Wars thing, where you shoot one single beam and it goes, pew. In this, you pull the trigger and a laser beam comes out of the end of the gun and is a steady beam until you let go. Yes. And I was like, yes, that's how a laser would work. Cool. What I am less down with is what they then do with the guns are sell them to petty criminals.
0: They, they only sell a few of them, apparently, to cover expenses. Yes. I was like, I would probably steal- some like lower grade weapons for expenses?
1: Yeah, because we see it get sold to like a mugger.
0: Who, by the way, how do they have money for that? Like, I would imagine the asking price on a gun like that is high.
1: No, he's going to... He, it was a good investment so he could steal 30 to $40 from random people at the park.
0: Yeah, that doesn't feel like... That feels like a lot of... Uh, a lot of income
1: and like I get it, it's a kids show. But with my adult eyes, the eye, like this is like classic kids show evil.
0: Yes, like
1: I've stolen guns. I'm giving them to every bad guy, and like but
0: every bad guy's like purse snatchers. Yeah,
1: it's like oh, give me your wallet. It's like ah, oh. like you don't even need. You definitely don't need a laser gun for that.
0: No, <laughs>
1: like a knife would work, or just putting your hand in your pocket.
0: Yeah, like, well, anywho, um, Broadway doesn't come home, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: and, like, the doctors are doing surgery, and everyone kind of rolls up to Owen's office, and Owen was like, what happened, or Goliath goes, what happened, Owen's like, no, so for some reason, Owen doesn't know she was shot with her own gun. But Draken knows she was shot with her own gun. Yeah, that's weird. And, like, she and Owen are colleagues-ish? They have Mm -hmm. a collegial relationship. I wouldn't call them friends. Um, But they know each other better than she would know, like, Draken. Right. Um, So he then tells Goliath about all the stolen weapons and that he suspects that Draken is behind it because Elisa was Mm -hmm. on the case. And Hudson's like, where's Elisa? And they kind of are like, well... She's uh she's at this hospital by, <laughs> and Brooklyn and Lexington are like, hey, Broadway's still not home, which so they're they're now all starting to freak out and worry about Broadway,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's gonna go check on Elisa now. Like Goliath and Elisa have a little bit of a romance, Beauty and the Beast thing throughout the series, um, and it's still in kind of early stages in this part of the series.
1: I mean, it's episode eight, right?
0: Yeah. But, like, he clearly very much cares for Elisa. Right. And Broadway is crying. Yes. Cry, cry, cry. Uh, we just see him, like, so we now, as the audience, know that he is safe somewhere. But he is mm-hmm. racked with guilt over what he's done. He doesn't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goliath then creeps at the window on the roof of Elisa's hotel- hospital room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really lucky that she happened to be on the top floor. Yeah, the one and with the a window. Light. Yeah. Uh, but this is a lot of we see a lot of this kind of convenient stuff with gargoyles, and we see Elisa's family, her parents and brother, mm-hmm. and we find out all the things that went wrong.
1: Yeah, this is where we get the diagnosis of it being in her spine and everything, and like it looking bleak.
0: Yeah, like uh, she's been through ten hours of surgery, but she needs more surgeries. Yes. And uh, her father is like, should we have her sister fly in? Yeah. Like.
1: Like to say goodbye.
0: Yeah. Like the very much of like, are we having a funeral soon? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like, watching this as an adult, like, should we have her sister fly in? Like as an adult who has dealt with extended Mm -hmm. family illness and death, you're like, oh my God. Like. Yeah. And, like, having been the relative who has to, like, leave work and show up out of the blue Mm -hmm. just in time for something bad to happen, you're just like, oh, my God, this is tough for a kid show. Yes. And, like, this part is, I think, one of the hardest scenes to watch as an adult Mm -hmm. because there's nothing fantasy about it. Yeah. It's so, so based in reality.
1: Yeah. And the end of it. Her brother, I believe, says something like, there's nothing we can do. And her mother says, we can pray. Yeah. And, like, hearing, like, a cartoon for kids talking about, like, prayer is very interesting and, like, not something I'm used to.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's not a particular denomination.
1: Yeah, they never give a denomination, but it's still just, like, interesting to hear.
0: So, this is so realistic and, like, her brother's angry he wants to know who's responsible. He wants revenge. Um, and then, like, at some point in the scene, cap- her captain comes in. Her captain is female, which I want to point out. Yes. Because uh, this show passes Bechdel. Yeah. Um. So her captain comes in and, like, kind of just talks to the family about the case she's working on, mm-hmm. which I don't think you can do. Mm-mm. Including, like, naming the name of a suspect. Which yeah, I'm like, you can't,
1: you can't just be talking about ongoing investigations with people.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you can be like, we're pretty sure it was this dude. I mean, maybe you
1: could justify it if you were like, hey, I think it was this guy who may have shot your daughter. And then the brother could be like, oh, yeah, she said something about going to meet him. Like I guess it could be considered part of the investigation. Yeah,
0: but that's not usually something we you would see. Yeah, like on while well, she's still in the hospital.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, this is like this weird this this is when it goes back into being a weird cop show. Mm-hmm. And then Goliath comes in through the window after they all leave because he, despite being huge, he fits in through a hospital window. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I lived on the 10th floor of a building in my youth, and they had wires in the windows so you couldn't open them big enough for a, a an 18-year-old to jump through. Right. We we called them the suicide wires. Right. Because they didn't want you to be able to jump or fall out. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption, based on what Elisa looks like next to Goliath, the Goliath much larger than an 18-year-old boy. I think so. He just fits into the window.
1: Yeah, he just gets Just
0: in. climbs in. And he, like, holds Elise's hand, and he's like, keep fighting. hmm I'll do what I can. We friends.
1: Yeah. Um, Another just, like, sad, almost, like, goodbye moment.
0: Yeah, like, he doesn't really say, like, you're going to get better. He's kind of, they, they kind of all say the phrase avenge. Mm-hmm. And Avenge really implies that they don't think Elise is going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so then like he wa- he then goes to spy on Dracon. And they have a secret buyer willing to pay top dollar for this, mug- for this uh, arm shipment. Yes. And they're going to meet them on the docks. They have a secret buyer who's going to pay all this money. And they're like, yeah. And then we see a mugging.
1: Yeah, this is the mugger that has a laser gun. And uh, Broadway breaks it up and is like, oh, another gun. I hate guns now.
0: Yes. Um, a new kind of gun. And he crushes it, like, because they're, you know, gargoyles with superhuman strength. So he breaks mm-hmm. it. And then he demands the mugger tell him where he got the gun. Mm-hmm. Somebody named Glassett was selling them on Canal Street. Yes. And so then, like, Broadway takes off. And Broadway kind of then goes in the Batman direction. Like, you see Broadway... Broadway is now becoming a vigilante who hates guns. Yes, yeah. So he's now Batman. And then this cuts back to the hospital and Elisa codes.
1: Yeah! We're like just a reminder, she's dying.
0: Like she's in the ICU and she codes. Yeah. And then it goes to commercial.
1: Yes. Really, Johnny. I heard it at go to commercial. Come down and eat your green beans. <laughs> uh, uh.
0: Uh, You said till commercial. Let's go. Oh, my God. Then the doctor gives her like a shot of adrenaline. Yes. Like full Pulp Fiction. They do the Pulp Fiction scene. (laughs) Epinephrine. Still flat.
1: Get the paddles. 400 watt seconds. Clear.
0: And it doesn't work. And then they use the defibrillator, which does work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So she like comes back and then her heart rate returns to normal. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Bring the family back in.
1: Yeah. She she's she was only a little dead.
0: Only mostly dead. Yeah. Only kind of dead. Miracle <laughs> Max can bring her back. And so then like after this, we see a detective and the captain like now in a car chase with Tony Draken. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now, now he's like. He's accused of being a cop killer. Yes. And like, especially at this time, being a cop killer was like super in the news and like taboo. So, you know, there's a car chase, but Draken gets away. Mm -hmm. But then we see like he may have gotten away from the police, but Goliath can still see him. And now we're at the docks, the climactic scene.
1: Yes, because the docks are where Climax happens. It's always like a harbor house.
0: Yeah, it's always like the docks of the harbor are where like seedy things go down. Yes. Like I feel like there's tons of Ninja Turtle episodes yes. that have the docks Spider-Man of the
1: goes to the docks very often.
0: Um I believe Sherlock Holmes from 09 has a climax at yeah. like the harbor. Yeah. And I imagine it's because these places are usually not um populated at night. Right. And they're also remote enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, how many remote places are there in the city?
1: Uh, not many. <laughs> so,
0: you know, Goliath is kind of just like watching and Goliath sees Broadway uh, lift the guy up and be like, who are you working for? So they're kind of now crossing over. And Goliath is like, oh, Broadway, you're here. Well, help me, Elisa has a problem. And Broadway is like, What what? Uh Goliath wants to get the guy who shot Elisa. Yes. And Broadway's like, uh what?
1: Yes. Yeah, and Goliath is like,
0: oh my god, Broadway, I'm sorry you didn't know. Elisa is shot and she's in the hospital.
1: Yes. So no one knows that it's Broadway's fault.
0: Yeah, so then like we have the requisite action scene. Yes. Uh where, you know, Goliath and Broadway, because, like, the rest of the Gargoyles aren't here. Uh, Goliath and Broadway are doing stuff.
1: Yeah, Goliath, like, there's a lot of metal bending that I remember. Yep. You know, making, like, makeshift restraints with them. Uh, The Gargoyles win.
0: Yeah, and then Goliath is about to kill Draken.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: straight up murder. And then Broadway stops him. Yes. Because Draken's a bad person, but Goliath can't, Broadway can't let Draken... Die for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. So Broadway admits he did it.
1: Mm -hmm. It was an accident and he's sorry.
0: And then Goliath is like. (sighs) Breaks off a metal rail and like ties Draken up with it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then he's like, okay, Broadway, we got to talk about this.
1: I believe he's like rather cold about it. Goliath then takes one of the guns and destroys all the guns.
0: Yes. Yes. He uses one gun to melt all the others
1: because it turns out that the secret buyer
0: is Owen. Is Owen, which is why this pale beer mm-hmm. is a good uh, analogy for Owen, yes. who is also pale.
1: Yes, and blonde. Uh, so yeah, this the, for Mister Xanatos who was originally going to take these guns, and, and Owen's
0: like, we need to get them back. Like whatever, money's the money's no object. We need to get these guns off the streets and get them back. Yeah. Whatever.
1: And Goliath is like, I don't want to melt them. He melts them.
0: And Owen's like, I'm in trouble.
1: Yeah. Mr. Xanatos is not going to like this.
0: And Goliath's like, but you a, can talk about it with me. Yeah. And Owen's like, okay.
1: Yeah, you're a, you're a stone monster. And
0: we establish something. about 37 of these guns are missing. So now we've got a good fetch quest. Mm-hmm. Um. And... Then, like, Goliath just breaks one of the guns and just leaves it next to Draken like, yep, now they know it's you. Bye-bye. And he then drags Broadway to the hospital. Yes. And Broadway's like, yay, she's not dead. Yeah,
1: she's doing okay. Uh, Broadway apologizes. Mm -hmm. And she says something along the lines of, I should have been more careful, too.
0: Um, Well, we, we see her wake up surrounded by her family. Oh yes. Um, so, uh, and then Derek immediately Derek, her brother, is like, "Hey, guess what? Draken was arrested. He was discovered with all the destroyed guns, talking about monsters." Yeah. And Elisa's like, "Oh, wonder how that monsters, happened."
1: Monsters, huh?
0: And then, like Elisa's family, the nurses, despite the fact that Elisa has just awakened, the nurse kicks a- her family out. <laughs> the nurse is like, "Bye." And Elisa will make a full recovery, which they could not possibly know at this Mm -hmm. time. Um, So then, like, Elisa's by herself. Goliath and Fat Broadway manage to get their asses through the window. And Broadway apologizes to Mm -hmm. her. And she says, like, we both made mistakes. I should have been more careful about where I left and stored my gun.
1: Yes. Which is not how I would have handled it. I would have gone with, you freaking shot me. You would have gone the Ron Swanson. Are, are you going to pay my
0: hospital bills? This is expensive. Hey, she's got good cop insurance. <laughs> um, and especially because the official story will probably be that like one of Draken's Thugs got her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Goliath is like, you're safe now. You need to rest. And the last shot is Goliath and Broadway... Standing on the roof of the hospital as the sun rises. Yes, and turning into stone gargoyles. Because they're going to watch over her all mm-hmm. night. Or all day. All day, yeah. Which is like night. one of those nice moments of like, oh, you know, she's their human. Yeah. They love her.
1: Yes. And that's deadly force.
0: Yeah, it's super, super interesting. It's kind of a really important, very special episode to me. Yeah. Uh, We don't see a lot, no matter where you stand on the topic of gun control, safe storage and handling of guns is an important matter. Like, teaching kids through Broadway, like, hey, if you see a gun, don't play with it, is a good lesson.
1: Yeah, I was trying to rack my brains for other times I remember seeing, like, gun safety. And I kind of remember, I want to say it was either... Uh, Inspector Gadget, or maybe even Dick Tracy cartoons? Yeah. Where there was, like, a PSA at the end that was like, if you ever find a gun, don't tr- touch it. Get an adult and definitely don't touch the trigger. Yeah. But, like, a full episode about it? Can't can't say that uh, I remember anything about that.
0: Yeah, I and I think it's a really good lesson for kids. Like, mm-hmm. and... Because it's, like, quote, quote, controversial, uh, it was a very violent episode. And unlike most very special episodes, the person in danger was a main character. Yes. It wasn't like Elisa had a partner we just met this episode.
1: Yeah, that is very common where it's like, this is my friend from out of town. We're going to show her a good time. And then they have drugs.
0: Yeah, this is... Look, it's uh your grandfather, Papouli, who you're clearly very close with, Michelle Tanner. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, it's that. And it does have brief repercussions, but it still has, like, we still see her injured in the next episode. Yes. So I think that's an interesting, like, very special, because usually it's, you know, don't do drugs, don't have an eating disorder. So having, like, guns be the core focus is very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, they actually went a little far. And I think that's why, uh, because it was Elisa in danger and, like, they put Elisa close to death and her life hangs in the balance of the whole episode. I think that might have been why. This is a very dark episode.
1: Well, I also feel like it was edited a little bit more because there's a moment in the Disney Plus version Where Broadway looks at his hands and they're covered in blood. And he's like, oh, but it cut like so fast. And I was like, I bet that I bet that shot lasted longer. Yes. Uh, It's it's definitely a lot for a random afternoon.
0: And I think it's not that bad for kids now who would binge watch a show Mm -hmm. and they would only have to wait. A minute. To see her alive and hanging out in the next episode. Yeah,
1: they wouldn't have to sit through a Chef Boyardee commercial and bubble tape.
0: Yeah, and like... like now, shows did run every day. Yes. Like, this wasn't like Gargoyles ran only on Thursdays at 4.30. mm mm-hmm. um, But this ran, like, with commercials, and you wouldn't know till tomorrow. And what if you had something tomorrow?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a bit rough because I often think about those very special episodes that I, I specifically remember a uh, hanging with Mister Hooper about gang violence.
0: Yes, Mister Cooper.
1: Mister Cooper. Excuse me. Yeah, hanging with Mister Cooper about gang violence, and that that had a gun in it as well. Um, but I bring it up because I remember seeing a commercial that was like on a very special. Hanging with Mr. Hooper. Cooper. He's still Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Watch this with your family. And they always had this warning of like, before kids watch this, an adult should be there with them to explain the advanced topics and things they might have questions about. This probably aired, it's episode eight. Yeah. So it aired probably on like a Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and it aired without a <laughs> with, disclaimer.
1: Yeah, out of it. nowhere.
0: Because, I mean, before Stay Doomed, the prototype to this podcast was, please, talk to your kids about podcasts.
1: Yeah, we were going to do a very, a very special, special
0: ep- episode podcast. Yeah. And we got that title because they always have, like, parents, talk to your kids about gun violence. Yeah. Uh, because we used to put the responsibility of parenting on parents instead of assuming that the TV would raise them.
1: Hot takes. Um, Hot takes from Laura.
0: Yeah. Uh, now we just kind of are like, ah, your teachers will do it. So the teachers or the TV, uh, usually your teachers. So that's definitely forced. I I did enjoy this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, is it verdict time, or is there anything else we want well, to? Well, do talk we about? have any more research? And- No, I mean, this aired uh, on Disney, oh my God, what's the, Disney XD a couple of times. Okay. But it was one of those things that it was kind of hard to find for a very long time. Right. And now this is the first time it's been like out easy to catch. All right. But it was out of, when it was airing on network, it was out of syndication for a long time.
1: That makes sense. For me, uh, I didn't find it to be a super fun episode as, as a child i don't think i would have enjoyed watching it uh i'm gonna give it a stay tuned i think it does a really good job of like explaining things mm-hmm. uh, i think they could have gone a little bit further if on like what the safety should have been
0: yeah they didn't they were talking about that she should have been more careful, but not what being more careful looked like.
1: Like, and it's a, it's a bit ham-handed, but something like showing her when she left for the day, taking her gun out of, like, a safe. Mm-hmm. And then getting home and being so tired that she doesn't put it back.
0: Yeah, or, like, you know, making sure she unloads her gun. mm mm-hmm. Because I, I believe you're not actually supposed to keep them loaded. Yeah. I don't have a gun. Um... But, like, I think it should have shown what gun safety was. Yes. But I think it also is important that, like, the audience is small children. So it might also be, like, they're not really showing... They don't want six-year-olds to know how to store a gun. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, I also think they do a good job of not creating something that's, like, guns are evil. Yeah. uh, Because... You know, they they do say it's just, like, handle them safely. And they don't necessarily walk that line of, like, guns are good and necessary. Like, it's just, like, if you have one, it should be handled with care. Which I think is a difficult line to walk. But they do it well at this episode.
0: And, well, it's interesting to think about, like, this was also in a time that not everything was politicized Mm -hmm. quite the same way. So I think that there's also... You could actually have this run and it not be demonized from either side as pro or anti-gun.
1: When did this air?
0: Uh, This would have aired in... Let me see if I can find an original air date. Boop-dee. boop This aired November 18th,
1: 1994.
0: 1994?
1: When was Rodney King...
0: The Rodney King riots were in 1992.
1: Okay, so there was some debate about guns going on. Well, no, that wasn't really a gun-related thing.
0: This was like pre-Columbine. This was
1: pre-Columbine. This is, yeah.
0: And November 18th was a Friday. It was a Friday? Yep. Just letting know.
1: Wait, this aired on a Friday?
0: Oh my God, that's evil.
1: So there was a weekend before you saw her get up and get better?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh my God. There was like a month and a half. What, they went on hiatus? Yeah, the next episode aired on January 1st, 95.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's insanity.
0: Oh, my God. They ran eight episodes and then had a two-month hiatus. That's well, not what
1: I should get from this, is it? <laughs> no, not 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 Joy from that, but very interesting. So I I went stay tuned because I do think they do a good job and I think it's done well enough that it shouldn't be banned.
0: I'm actually looking at the air dates right now and it appears to mostly have run on Fridays except for the first five episodes which I think ran in one block. Okay. And that's uh facts about that's facts about gargoyles.
1: What's your verdict?
0: I am going to say it's stay tuned. Uh, there's a TV trope trope called some anvils need to be dropped. Okay. Um, and I think this is a lesson that is really important for kids to learn. Uh, I think sometimes we get too afraid to deal with things kids are actually going to encounter in the real world. And we mm-hmm. give them a super, super sanitized version. Okay. But this, I mean, this show very well may have saved lives. Like yeah. At least one kid might have seen a gun and gone like, well, I remember what happened to Lisa Maza. Hell no. Yeah, I'm
1: not playing with that. Very interesting. Yeah. So stay tuned for both of us. Uh, what are we watching next week?
0: Uh, we are watching South Park episodes two hundred and two hundred
1: and one. Yes. Now, I believe this is two of the three episodes of South Park that have been banned. There's actually another episode that we are not going to be watching. Yeah. Uh, that's the one with uh, the Super Jesus Friends, mm-hmm. uh, which is another fun episode. But 200 and 201 are infamously banned.
0: Because they depict Muhammad.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Uh, the other episode that I'm talking about, Super Jesus Friends, also depicts Muhammad, mm-hmm. uh, but nobody cared, and they actually mentioned that in episode 200. Ooh. They were like, yeah, I've seen Muhammad. It wasn't a big deal then. So uh, they're very interesting episodes. I've seen them already. Laura has not. I have not. So this should be very interesting. Uh, I don't know where you could find them, but I'm going to find them. <laughs>
0: Oh good. So if we do something completely different next week, Noah couldn't find them.
1: Yeah, it means I couldn't find them. Uh where can people find us, Laura?
0: You can find us uh, at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed.
1: Yes, and also be sure to check out our brand new Patreon. At time of recording, uh we're not actually sure what's on there. But by the time this goes up, there will be a Patreon and you can support us and we will very much appreciate your support here on Stay Doomed. Yeah! If you want to talk to me about very special episodes in which they talk about gun safety, I'm at Plus Two Comedy.
0: If you really, really, really like Hudson, I'm at Stay Doomed. Until next time, stay doomed.